heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, just upon the midterm elections, and uh, safe to say, we are all experiencing an economic freefall. There's a lot of factors driving this, uh, no bigger than the policies that have been initiated from the administration of the White House, which is why the economy always drives an election, to be sure. The question to ponder at this point is this, are the American people paying attention? Are they paying real attention, not just to what is being written and signed in policy, but what is being discussed in the media? And I'm speaking about the media deceit in all of this. And on top of that, it's the dumb and down of society, to be sure. And, you know, this election coming up is going to be a real test uh, to what I just discussed right there with you. It's a test to whether the intellect value of this nation is really paying attention or how far the media has been uh, able to dumb down society to push this uh, agenda onto the people. That is exactly where we're at, my fellow Americans here. Welcome into the voice of a nation. This economic freefall we're experiencing is is devastating. It's devastating families, people. They're having to make life decisions uh, on factors that uh, have a direct impact onto their survival as people. The underlying message that is really disturbing is the media spin on all of this. As an example here, just today, a Newsweek says, well, the high inflation rate many Americans are seeing have been driven by a variety of factors, including, well, the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic and the war in Ukraine, experts say. Of course, quote, who are the experts, right? So, you know, here's the thing. I mean, depending who's in the White House, how they're going to push that narrative out there. They make no men- mention here of the uh, decimation of America's energy. They make no mention of the policies that have been put forth, the reckless spending that has driven the inflation. They make no mention of any of that. But surely if there was a president in the White House they didn't like or didn't want, that would be the top of bulletin point here and driving every headline in the nation. This is what I mean by dumbing down to the masses. And, you know, people, a lot of people, they read this stuff. They they faithfully read these publications. And some of it is so over the top. It, and it doesn't matter where you look. I was just reading reports in the last day or so uh, within the, you know, the CNBC and the MSNBCs and all of these, uh, you know, acronym uh, uh, media outlets. And, uh, you know, they drive uh, an entirely separate narrative, whatever the topic is. I, I was just reading on the whole Durham-Russia thing, and they're saying, no, no, this Russia thing was really true. Trump was, you know, in cahoots with Russia, and that, you know, Durham was defeated and all that, which is not the topic today, but the bigger point is clearly that they drive a completely different narrative than what is the truth. 
Uh, and my sense is that people are believing this. They read these publications, they watch these news channels, and they are believing a lot of this. Listen, you know, the whole, to blame the, uh, the economic demise we're having here on the pandemic in Ukraine is ludicrous at best, people. Ludicrous at best. And um, there's a lot of trickery going on in the media, but within these policies that are being put forth. And, it, it, you know, it really is the American people are being, it's like we're being tag teamed between the policies from the White House and the media that is playing cover up for these policies is pretty sick. Um, it's it's disturbing at best. Now, right now, what the administration is doing, and we'll discuss that today as well, is they're trying to drive a narrative about abortion to make abortion the biggest talk in the country, that this is really more concerning than survival. It's more concerning than the economy, inflation, prices. It's more disturbing than all of these policies that are having real world effect on people that that is the most crisis where the little Sally can go in and have an abortion. Uh, that seems to be what they're hoping for and praying for. And the president is in the administration is doing a lot of trickery to that end to try to push that narrative across. Our job is to wake people up to what the truth really is, because we are on a slippery slope here uh, that uh, is, is beyond comprehension, people. And the more we continue to go down this road, uh, the more frightening it is. And and to be sure, this is a lot more than, oh, well, you know, sure, they're going to win the House back. The Republicans are going to win the House back. We're not sure about the Senate, but that'll slow down his uh, legislation. Of course, you know, they continue to sign executive orders for everything that ails them. And this president and administration is on the path to do exactly that. Uh, by hook or by crook, there are many, many ways to get this, uh, you know, done. Uh, and we've seen that before, obviously, you know. Now, let's dive into some of the uh, specific policies and talk about some of the trickery going on. Uh, it's important we all pay attention here to what is developing, okay? Uh, and as they uh, attempt to make this abortion the uh, top priority uh, in the news cycle, Um that is the headline right now in uh, PBS, uh, for instance, their news hour. Ahead of midterms, Biden vows abortion legislation as top priority next year. So that is how they are trying to, between that and the policies, which, oh, wait till you hear this energy policy, unleashing more of the reserves, the Federal Reserves and, and uh, you know the uh, energy out there, the oil, uh, to try to tip the scale back. He, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. This is all just trickery. I mean, if they really cared, if they passionately cared about people and the impact on their lives, we wouldn't be in the position of having to have all these bomb fires just prior to the midterm. As the president and all numbers show, his ratings are hovering in the top 30s to maybe 40 if he's lucky. You can't win you can't win a Scrabble game with that, people. I mean, he he is clearly, and the coattails of that, which is why nobody wants Biden, uh, you know, campaigning for them right now. He's not the kind of spokesperson in these policies you want out there. As we know, people vote uh, with their wallet. They vote uh, with the, the economics of their lives. Now, this is how we've always voted in this country. 
that's why you're seeing the level of trickery develop right now. Uh, the bait and switch, like, you know, the biggest concern we have at our dinner table right now is abortion. Uh, that's what the, that's the narrative the White House is hoping for and trying to spin that. And of course, that whole thing is such a facade. You know, the 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 whole abortion thing is it's just about states' rights. It's just it's not like it's been outlawed in the country. Uh, no, it's just the federal government has overstepped their bounds as they do everywhere. And it's back to states' rights. Remember, we're 50 independent entities here that make up the United States of America. Yeah, many on many days, uh, we can argue that point. We'd be the divided states of America, clearly. But it's 50 entities that make up this union. And that's what the beauty of federalism and that Tenth Amendment is, is it really everything that's not mentioned in the Constitution comes back to states' rights. Well, the federal government doesn't like that. And they always override and overpush Uncle Sam, big government. And that's exactly what's what happens on all of these policies. So the spin of that abortion has uh, been overruled and that it's illegal and you can't have it is absolutely uh, false. It's untrue. But that narrative is put out there, and I'm afraid a lot of people begin to believe it. They, they absolutely believe it. Now, the PBS says uh, President Biden promised that the first bill he sends to Capitol Hill next year, it, listen to us now, w- will be the one that codifies Roe v. Wade. Now, people, he's not even going to be able to do that. They're trying to create some sort of a, uh, and there's been a lot of talk about this, some sort of a path, a narrative, uh, if you will, that uh, that allows them to codify Roe v. Wade, but it is unconstitutional at best. Uh, and but it doesn't mean they're not going to put the you know the whole uh, carrot out there, rather you know w- wag the carrot on the on the deal, you know, to get people to bite into that thing, of course. And and the pat and the follow up to this is interesting. And that, that's what they're trying to allure people in. If Democrats control enough seats in Congress, so you, you make a disaster of our economy. You make you make a disaster of people's plans and where we were as a nation and our energy independence. You make a disaster of all these real world policies that impact all of us. And now you come out with a message. Well, if Democrats control enough seats in Congress, but you know, people... You, you have to earn that. You, you, you have to earn that respect to be able to have the most votes in Congress as a political uh, party, uh, as a political agenda. You have to earn that. And and question, you know, I mean, do we have to even ask it? Have they earned that at all? Does anybody think they've earned it? I mean, maybe if you have your head so far in the sand that you're not paying attention or again, back to the media, D.C., some of those people absolutely believe we, we're we're in this slippery slope of a country. And I'm telling you now, this next election or two or three ahead here, uh, it's not just the importance of them, but I think in, in a very interesting sort of way, they're going to prove of how dumbed down this nation is and how much trouble we're really in. You know, we can we can talk about, you know, moving political parties around and agendas and policies. I mean, we're a big country. Well, over 330 million people, we're, we're, we, we've, you know, the best and the biggest and the brightest, supposedly, right, in the world. And we're, we're a big nation. We're big, big people here, we, right? 
So, you know, our, I'm just wondering, you know, you look at these next couple elections and so think about it a minute here. If we continue on the path right now and if the media deceit holds true, are they able to pull some of these other messages out? What does that really mean at the end of the day? I mean, what, what does it tell us? Uh, and it tells us the dumb and down of America has been successful. It will tell us that the media has pulled off the unthinkable and have gotten just real people to buy into these false narratives. Um, yeah. And a lot of people, they see the same thing again and again and again. It's repetition in, in the media. And then they begin to believe it clearly, no matter what. It's not, none of it's true. This is like through the whole COVID thing where people were succumbing to the vaccines and the boosters. It's the same story, people. The media spun some sort of a narrative. People bought into it. And even though the numbers and the data show differently, and you know, you see how many million people, and now you see the deaths and the injuries from that. It's the same story. It's the dumbing down of our nation. And there's a price to pay for all this. So he goes on, the administration says, if Democrats control enough seats in Congress for Biden to sign abortion protections into law. You see the spin here? You see it. And this is a speech he had designed to energize the party's voters just a few weeks from the November midterms. There it is right there. So let's energize them by throwing the abortion out there and making that a more controversial topic than what it is, inflame people and say, well, you're going to lose all of your abortion rights to be able to have that control and kill the 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 baby in your body, in your womb, whatever, however you want to call it, people. I mean, you can dress that up however you want to dress it up, but at the end of the day, it's still murder, no matter what. I mean, uh, and, and yet this is a narrative that makes sense to these people. And what conclusions do we draw from that? Well, the conclusions we draw from that is that these people are downright evil. The conclusions we draw from that is that they will even go as far as murder to push their agenda. That's the conclusions we draw from that. Are there any others? I mean, that is clearly the conclusions. They'll go to the point of murder, and they're happy to do it. They, they're no qualms, and, and, and they do it with a straight eye, and they put that message out there, you know, and so the message from Biden's remarks, who's been talking about this, because what the hell else is he going to talk about? The economy? The energy? What's he going to talk about? The successors in foreign policy? What is he going to talk about? What? How do you earn the right to keep Congress, the control of that on your political party? How? What are you going to talk about? Well, let's pull abortion out and see if we can't make that into something. That's this is probably the biggest Hail Mary I have seen in the course of politics in my lifetime. This is it right here. This is the Hail Mary of the moment is abortion. Isn't that what it is? I mean, it's the fourth quarter. They're down in the game. They're losing. The president's numbers are in the floor. The economy is devastated. The energy is terrible. What's happening? The foreign policy is disgusting. Nobody's talking about all of that. 
Nobody's talking about, you know, Iran, Afghanistan, China, Russia, all of these, because they have problems right here at home. They can't worry about all that stuff out there. That's, see, that's where foreign policy takes a back seat until something happens that is so dramatic in our lives that is impacted by these policies, then it becomes a bigger problem. But up till then, it's domestic policy that's going to drive the agenda, that's going to drive the votes and drive people to get there to, to, to vote, you see. He goes on to say, Biden says, if you care about the right to choose, then you've got to vote. That is what they're running on. You see, it's all, that's it. They have nothing else to run about except murdering people, abortion. Now, again, we got 50 states here. Some, some states are going to allow it. Some states may not allow it. Uh, doesn't mean you can't have it. You have to be in a place that allows it, I guess. Is it right? Well, you know, everybody's got a, a moral compass you have to answer to. Some people's moral compasses are much lower. And a driving mechanism in a lot of this is downright evil. It's, it's, there's no other way to look at it, people. It's evil. This is, this is a core fight. I mean, this is, this is really, I think, what's driving a lot of these things. It's, it's Satan. There's, I don't see how else you look at this any differently. I mean, these are not godly sort of principles in our lives, are they? We know the answer to that. It doesn't mean you don't have a right to do. I mean, what the law provides, yeah, I can do this, I can do that. I can't maybe shoot somebody on the corner of Fifth and Main, but I can, you know, murder the kid in my womb because I'm in a state that allows it. Okay, great. You know, I mean, the moral compass of our nation is badly, badly wound, wounded right now. And it's probably on life support, frankly. And that's been building for a lot of years. You know, it's a lot, a lot of years that's been building. So the narrative, again, if you care about the right to choose, then you've got to vote. You can exactly see where they're going here. This is not a secret. I mean, they put it right out there. Uh, these are his remarks he just made in Washington the other day. He's urging those uh, to recall how they felt when the Supreme Court in late June overturned the landmark 73. But they didn't they didn't overturn your right to abortion. They overturned the rule that the, the right that the Supreme Court didn't have a right to make that decision in the first place, that it wasn't part of our Constitution. You understand? So this is all BS. Everything I'm reading here on PBS and all these other publications is BS. It's like, you know, well, to overturn the landmark uh, decision. They overturned the fact that they didn't have the right to make the decision in the first place. And they sent it back to the states, which is really the proper way. It's the way it's supposed to happen. You see? And so they pulled that out to make that a nationwide uh uh, referendum on the Republican establishment. It was the Supreme Court, of course, who made the decision. It wasn't the RNC, clearly. Uh, but not to say they wouldn't have, uh, just suggesting it was the Supreme Court who said we'd never had the right to make this decision to begin with. But it is indeed states' rights, as a lot of other things are. But this is where you have a federal government that is out of control. And uh, they want to be the hear-all, they-all, say-all, do-all there. And it, it's not the way our country was designed, people. That's where we're having a lot of division in our nation right now, is, is this one premise I put out there right now. You know? So the president goes on to say, to, to wrap this piece of it up here, 
The only sure way to stop these extremist laws that are putting in jeopardy women's health. No, why is this putting in jeopardy women's health? This stuff makes me so crazy, you know? Putting in jeopardy women's health and rights is for Congress to pass a law. This is where he's got into this whole thing of trying to codify Roe v. Wade, which, of course, they would have done already had they been able to do it. So now they're using it as a carrot to try to get people to say, maybe we can win votes by saying we'll pass it through the Congress if you give us back Congress. I mean, that's about the biggest damn Hail Mary you've ever seen in your life. Doesn't matter how old you are, you've never seen anything like this either. This is insane. The fact that you can use this as some sort of a last-minute uh, narrative uh, that you're, that somehow is going to make our country more prosperous, better, economic uh, ingenuity for people and continue on with American exceptionalism. Yeah, the fact that we leave abortion in play will be the answer for all of that. Come on, people. I mean, this is this is what I mean. This is really the dumb and down of our nation. If there ever was it, this is it here. Uh, so the, the the fact is abortion is is the uh the scapegoat right now that is being utilized. Uh, the bigger thing is the media, the deceit continues on. doesn't matter what publication you look at, friends. It does not matter whether it's Newsweek, PBS, MSNBC, or Fox News. It's just corruption, 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 corruption. It's media deceit. That's what we're looking at here. All the way across. And it's the dumb and down of our nation. It's what we're dealing with. And you know, it's a price to pay for this for all of us if we don't get the truth out there and if we don't begin to wake people up to what's really happening. And this a, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a long shot. It's a long shot is what it is. It's, uh, it's a big story. There's a lot of media against us. It's a lot of media against the out loud truth that's pushing the opposite way. And it's just the core of evil is, is all it is. Uh, but to blame these things on... Um, Things like uh, the pandemic in Ukraine and that policies had nothing to do with it is the biggest rubbish there could ever be. Uh, you know, the, the policies right now is another point of context here as to how the administration is grasping. And I mean, they are really grasping. And it's because the president's polls, every historical uh, poll and platform uh, coming into any election, that would have these sorts of numbers would mean there would be a tsunami in the election coming up for the political party who had perpetrated uh, these perpetrated these um, policies. You know, there, there would be a tsunami. I mean, they would take a more than a bath. It would be a drenching, and that's just historic. That's just historic, which is why you've got so many of these games being played. The other one is on our energy now. Okay. So you see here, just the last couple of days here, the administration has announced the release of 15 million barrels of oil from our strategic reserve. Okay, and this is the final, this is the final uh, exploitation, if you will, of the 180 million uh, barrels uh, that were announced uh, about early in the years, probably about March or so, I believe, as I recall, they announced these policies, the president did, knowing that we were in the midterm election year, knowing that his energy prices and policies had uh, bottomed out, and noticing that the pump prices had escalated. And, and what's even more ironic, uh, kind of screwy, almost laughable, but disgusting, is that the states that have the highest prices per gallon that are struggling the most 
are you bet, and you already know, are left leftist, Marxist, progressive, Democrat cities, markets. I mean, that's where they're spending ungodly amounts for a gallon of gasoline. You think those people that would wake those people up? I mean, friends, if they're having, I mean, okay, let's let's on that basis right there. We talk about the dumb and down of our nation. Think about that a moment here. So how far down has the dumb and down of California been? How about the dumb and down of Chicago? The dumb and down of New York? The dumb and down of New Orleans? How about all of these markets? Right? I mean, I mean, if you're spending twice as much as your other brothers and sisters, your other fellow Americans in other states that have different sort of policies, less taxes, less regulations, and they're spending, well, pretty almost close to half the price of a gallon of gas. If you're now up to seven bucks, you know, someone else can get it for three fifty. When does that light bulb go off? Do you know? When, when does that light bulb go off? I mean, or are those people so far gone that they have brain rot that they don't even know what the hell's happening here? Or are they just so wound up like they're just happy to be in that gas line? shelling out all that money. Where does that come from? See, that's that's the message here. The dumbing down of our nation. All compliments of the media extraordinaire. You see? So the administration goes on and they release these. This is the strategic reserve. These are for emergency crisis moments, the strategic petroleum reserve. That's what it has always been for. The one who can uh, use those strategic reserves up is the president, the administration, who, who can legitimately make the decision for emergency crisis, uh, not because of reckless policies, not because of energy gone bad, not because you decided to make us energy weak and, and you know, rely on countries like Saudi Arabia, which we've been talking about on the platform here, Venezuela or whatever. Wasn't about that. That's, that's not the idea of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Yeah, use this when it gets hot in the kitchen and you need the votes. That's not the definition of this, people. It's not at all the definition of this. So now this is right. Just so we're right on the leap of Election Day. They've tried to time it out to try to keep the prices. Um, I mean, nowhere near where they were when they came in. But, uh, you know, um, palatable, uh, uh, forgivable. Um, uh, you know, not quite acceptable, but, you know, uh, okay, you know, because you're helping us out with the climate or something, uh, and we don't want the climate to change in our world. So we'll go along with this strategy. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the energy prices are having real world impact, especially now headed into winter here. And not just here in our country, in America, but all over in Europe. We've heavily uh, reported on this. We've reported on some of the death that may come from all of this. Millions of people will be in the fire line of not being able to afford energy. That's even if they can get it, people. That's even if they can get it. If some of these cats don't shut off the pipelines and all of the bad politics we have going on, the geopolitical struggles all over Europe, all over the world. That's even if you can get it, if you could even afford it. And then it's survival at that point, you see. And that's that's the struggle right now I mean, for so many. 
And, and, and it's also a struggle here in the United States. You, you know, people simply can't afford this. A lot of people are truly, truly, truly struggling. I mean, they can't buy eggs. You can't even find eggs for, in many cities and markets. But the prices have gone up. We're talking far more than even the average inflation. Some of these prices are 30, 40, 50% higher. I mean, you talk about driving, uh, uh, you know, uh, table, uh, table topics, you know, things that impact our dinner table. I mean, no more than this. So in order to, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, call it what you want, have a fight in chance, uh, pull more wool over the Americans' eyes. Uh, you know, here's the thing. The media, the, the administration does this with a straight face, knowing full well that the media elite are going to follow them through. I mean, you have to think about the insanity of this. No matter, I mean, almost whatever they would put out there, whatever they would do, the media are lock and step to whatever that demise is. Now, that is the definition of dumb and down, sadly. And it's where our country is right now. And I, you know, waking people up as part of this. And, you know, maybe now that things are sinking to an all-time low, potentially that is the wake-up call to those people that uh, have been dumbed down, sadly, and brainwashed through the media elite. Maybe that is the call. One thing for sure is the middle group, the independents, the moderates just left of center, those folks are not going to tolerate this. These are these are not dumb people. And I don't think they're going to um, play to this media dumb and down campaign that has been playing out here. So that is one bright spot there. But then you have the rest of the populace. Because really, you know, these kind of considerations and things we're dealing with and talking about right now, my friends... You know, just based on pure mechanisms of policy, this would be a series of elections coming up right here in the future now that would completely transition and change the trajectory of our nation without doubt. All of it should. And I'm not just talking about the 2022. I'm talking about the 2024, the 2026 midterms, 2020. I'm talking about these next multiple elections. You would think at this point that it's so it's right there. It's so in our face that people are waking up, that they have completely woken up and they are now going to vote accordingly. That's what we have to hope for and pray for. And oftentimes we have to sink to a new level of low as people. That's, that's just a general principle about people. Even in our personal lives, that happens a great deal, actually. Many times we have to sink to a very, very big low before we can fix the problem, understand the problem first, and then fix the problem and move on with life. So I beg to ask you right now, is that where we're at? It appears to be that way, friends. There are some other pretty uh, sadistic numbers here to get into as far as the economy goes and and the real world impact of these numbers that we're having here. And then issues that are shaping uh, the midterm election that, uh, again, back to the media spin, uh, that are also interesting from uh, Politico, fascinating. 
And then the other thing is, how about the, uh, maybe you are interested in this, the U.S. cities with the highest rates of inflation. Who are those uh, cities? And how will they vote accordingly? Even in the urban markets, uh, the blue urban markets that typically go progressive uh, left Democrat. Uh, you know, I, you know, again, are they going to vote to the spin? Are they going to vote to the dumb and down narrative? Uh, right. Or I mean, or do they vote with real world impact in their lives? I mean, or are they too far gone? That really is the question. And I'm I'm a, I'm a little concerned with this one. What the what the uh, the plausibility about all this and what I put out here with you today is of great concern to me because the truth of this is going to unveil itself just after the November midterm elections, we will know depend even if what I'm saying is even if the Republicans win this house and lose the Senate or whatever, you know, and that's not going to be a good sign at all still, or let's say they nearly take the house, but not a lot. That's not going to be a good sign or whether they don't, maybe they take the house and the Senate, but it's just by a minor amount, you know, very small percentage. That's also not a good sign. So all of these things, you see, there's a bigger narrative here is what I'm suggesting to you. And the, the, the biggest concern we need to have is how much have people awoken from their slumber and from this dumb and down of our nation? How much? How much? And what do those numbers look like with the midterm elections? What kind of a difference is that going to make? See, that's the catch. I mean, let me say this. If if there is an American wave, not a blue wave, not a red wave, no, no, no specific political party, friends, but an American wave, psychologically, I'm speaking about here now. I mean, we understand in the math those numbers would have to be more red than blue. I mean, we get that, but trying to keep the partisan nonsense out of this uh, for everybody, for independents, moderates, Republicans, Democrats, for Americans. I'm speaking to Americans. That's who I'm speaking to right now. That's what's going to tell us right there where we are, whether we're voting from a political ideology or these uh, real world policies that have impact on our lives and our families, our loved ones. And whether we've broken through those false narratives. But if it's just by the skin of our teeth, that's also of great concern and should be to everyone. It should give us, a, a, you know, just a, a real pit in our, in our bellies. And so un unless we see an overwhelming movement back to, uh, you know, sound policy, and back to our constitution and back to where we belong as a people, I think it's going to be a great concern because a temporary victory, a small victory, is not going to ensure the fight over these next many elections. And there is a fight right now, and it's not just one election, people. Everything, although you hear differently, people say, oh, this is the biggest election of our lifetime. These next many elections are very critical to the salvation of our nation, to be sure. It's not about one election. It's a series of elections. It's a series of thinking. It's a series of pulling people out of the uh, that dumb and down category and waking people up. That's where we're at. That's what it's going to take here.
In the meantime, with all of that, uh, the the other thing we're driving about on our platform is uh, within all of these things is our health, our, our our immune systems, the things I talk to you about every day, the healthy cell, the products that help give us a boost, help give us a jump in our stuff. Because let's be clear, let's be clear. There's a lot of depression in all of this. People get really sad. I mean, it's easy to get depressed. And that's why suicide rates are so high in, in every capacity. But, you know, right now, um, the depression rates are very high. And it's driving a bigger narrative out there. Uh, for a lot of people, there's not a lot to look forward to. Um, they, they just see the demise of so much around them. They see government that is out of control, or at least they know that the policies where they just they just can't afford it anymore. They can't afford. They're having to make decisions that are very difficult decisions of what to buy and, buy and how to buy it. And that's why prices are, that's why you're seeing in a lot of the surveys I'm looking at, not only the escalation of prices, but the difficult decisions people are making. And there's some real telltale signs in here. I, I assure you that I think are are unsettling, absolutely, but a byproduct of these policies, but that also, in a very odd sort of way over here, encouraging to the fact that people will wake up with these because they are having the real world impact, that will at least shake the core of the dumb and down part that I talked to you about, because that's the driving mechanism, as far as I can see in my world. That's the driving mechanism for what kind of a country we're looking at over the next 10 years. What do we look at, not just in the immediate second and this next election cycle and in even the next year or two, but what do we really look at over these next many years? Can we fix the problem and fix the pain? That's what it's got to come down to, friends, as we look at these policies and all of the things we're dealing with here. On top of that, a lot of people are struggling with long COVID. They're struggling with vaccine injuries. These are stories you hear me talking about with Dr. McCullough on America Out Loud Pulse. These are stories you hear me talking about with Dr. Henry Ely on this broadcast here on Fridays. Uh, you hear us talking about all of these policies because they are having a massive impact. They are causing depression. They are causing problems and functionality in people. To be sure, the way you fight all of that back, people, is to be prepared is the best thing I can say to you. And it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. I've been through a lot of these struggles myself and my own personal family, uh, the, the plight of COVID I'm speaking about, you see. and But, you know, there are times in our lives we have to fight fire with fire. And the best thing to do that is to take it on. Get strong in your mind. Strong mind, you know, being well planted in life is really, really important. Having faith. Uh, faith, faith in a higher order, a faith in uh, um, the, the fact that we can make some decisions to change the path that we're on as a people. Faith that there are people out there who care, Pe people that are right here in America Out Loud who passionately care, who, who want the best. Think about it in those terms, you know, okay? And and uh, let's, let's get out a better, bigger message here. Uh, and best way to do that, friends, with some of the products we have here back on the platform. Healthy Cell is amazing. The nutraceuticals, the um, uh, they're gel form, so they're easy to get into your body. The the immune super boost is fantastic. Uh, but the focus and recall with our brain power, 
very, very important with the brain fog and a lot of things that happen with long COVID. Again, it's a gel. That one's an or- or a tangerine taste, orange taste. Very, very good. Whereas the immune has more of a berry taste. These will come out of little packages, easy to travel with. You can take it right out of your package into your mouth or put in a little bit of water, which is what I do, and enjoy it that way. But this is something you can take a couple of times a day. Very, very affordable, very, really good. Our listeners get 25% off that first order with Healthy Cell. And they're always running exclusives and programs, by the way, there. Uh, go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud is one of the best ways to get that information and to get the discount as well. Or click the banner at back at America Out Loud to get that. But this is going to help you out. I, I highly recommend the focus and recall as well. Fight some brain fog and helps you... Uh, it gets your brain power back, especially after COVID. COVID did a lot of weird stuff with our brains and our minds. And it's something we have to fight forward with as a people. So I recommend that. Also recommend uh, Cofix RX and Clear are two amazing products that you want to try. And uh, they, this is nasal hygiene I'm speaking about here. Povidine iodine and Cofix is known to kill the pathogens, the superbugs, the viruses, uh, you definitely want to have this on you. And every person, every loved one in your surroundings should have their own bottle. A very, very small, travelable bottle. A very, very easy. And uh, you just put a couple of squirts up in your left nostril and your right nostril and kill those pathogens and flus, viruses, superbugs, uh, SARS-CoV-2, kills all of it. Uh, I cannot speak more highly than Cofix Rx. CofixRx.com forward slash out loud is how you get that 20% off discount. Order it online or click the banner ad, as always, back at America Out Loud. Clear is another great product made with xylitol. That's available at your pharmacies, drugstores nationwide. Uh, that's That does the same job. That'll kill your pathogen. That can be used prophylactically uh, you know, as well. Uh, so that's a real gentle product that kills all the viruses and pathogens as well. Again, pharmacies, drugstores, clear, X-L-E-A-R, uh, a banner ad back there in America out loud as well. Uh, we'll get you a lot of information there. A lot more to talk about ahead, friends. Uh, stay right there. More Voice of a Nation in just a moment. All right. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the povidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed 
exact ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.5 proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Welcome back to the Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, and we are talking today about the dumb and down of a nation. The economic freefall that we're in, the energy policies that have uh, caused great pain uh, to uh, all of our fellow patriots. Uh, these energy policies have been destructive at best. Well, the fact that the administration is using abortion as a rallying call to try to get voters out when they know their policies have been uh, horrible, have been totally ineffective, and they've only been effective in the way that they've decimated lives and have caused great uh, consternation to people. Now, that's the only thing that would have come out of these policies that they put out there, frankly. Uh, and the proof is in everything I shoot with you today, friends. The biggest part about this is the media deceit. Uh, that is really uh, a, a message I, I just can't um, get more loud than what I'm attempting to do with you. And this dumb and down of our society is based on the media and the messages. And the clear case of that is that not only are they allowing the administration and giving them an off ramp by making abortion some sort of a the rallying call for the electorate, uh, but uh, as they're all doing, they're blaming the economic demise, not on policies of the administration, not on the fact that they've spent money like unbelievably numbers and now have us over $31 trillion in debt to the nation. They have totally singularly responsible for the inflation, the record inflation we're, dis we're experiencing right now. So these policies are responsible for all of that. Uh, they're responsible for the decimation of our energy. Absolutely. They're, they're responsible for all of the things that we're talking about. So, but you read the media and they want you to think that the, the war in Ukraine and the, the COVID-19 uh, are the only reasons you're having problems with inflation and recession and other things. Um, that is simply not the case, people. It's, it's, it's very much a bigger problem. So the cover-up and a lot of the papers and um, stories I've read on this coming in to talk to you today are very, very discouraging because they, they are lying. Uh, and, and again, with a different administration in there or a different set of policies, it would be an entirely different narrative. This point should not be lost on anybody. It should be the biggest concern 
And the, the really the biggest alarm that I can't say any higher to you, that the media is going along with this charade, it should cause, uh, uh, I mean, uh, a big part of our nation uh, to turn those channels off, not to read those publications, those newspapers, not to listen to those television channels. Somehow we've got to break through to our fellow American and stop the dumb and down of our nation. That's exactly it. Now let's talk about the uh, the cities with the highest rate of inflation. Very, very interesting. And I want to dive into that. So, because right now uh, you're, you're seeing, there are some products you're spending 30, 40, 50% more if you can get them. Some products you can't get at all. So that's where a lot of the supply chain issues, but a lot of the, the economics involved have caused this grief. And uh, it's why you've seen a lot of empty store shelves and see a lot of other problems. These are all connected, these problems here. But at the top of the list here, and if you live in these cities, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize, but uh, I don't make this up. These are the numbers here. Uh, and so Phoenix, Arizona is, has got the highest rate of inflation. So if you're living in that area of, of Arizona, anywhere around the Phoenix area, you're experiencing the highest rate of inflation. Uh, and we're just talking on basic beer numbers. Uh, they're experiencing over 13% rise. But again, that doesn't even get into a lot of other products. That's just an average uh, of the beer bone minimum. Again, some of these products are three times that rate, if you can get them. Okay, if. So Phoenix, Arizona, that particular uh, area is, is hurting badly. Number one in the nation. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia stands second. The consumer prices rose there almost 12% over the same period. Uh, and so they're, they're pretty high as well, closing in on where Phoenix is, the Arizona market there. And next in line would be Miami, Florida. Wow. Yeah, even again, see, you can see these impact red states, blue states, you know, it's like a Dr. Seuss poem. It doesn't really matter. It's it's going to impact you somewhere. So this is where there's a real world effect of all of this stuff. So that's third in that list is Miami, Florida. Uh, and uh, so that that's kind of the, uh, the, the, the struggles and the pain that we're having in, uh, and for this. And again, for this, they're not blaming their policies. They're not blaming the things that have uh, transpired here that have caused this. And of course, the Fed, a lot of experts believe the Fed has gone about this wrong. And they're tightening things down so much. They should have done it earlier is what experts tell me. This adjustments of the interest rate should have been done much, much earlier. They waited way too long. And then they ratcheted up real high. So now people can't afford to buy homes. They can't afford to buy cars. They can't afford to do a lot of things that are having real world impacts on stuff. So this is, this is another big part of the problem is the feds, from what I see, are not helping out here at all. And uh, and from what I'm seeing, a lot of the experts and uh, economic uh, expertise are saying exactly that. And a lot of business uh, billionaires are also uncomfortable with this in, in the way that's that's uh, playing out as well. So I speak to you as well about um, the, the, the administration, you know, they're in a free fall. Not only is our economy in a free fall, but the administration's in a free fall. They're using Biden on the uh, they're using the abortion. Biden is as the uh, narrative out there and the talking points on the campaign trail, I would speak to you about. Uh, you'll see that come up more and more in the next few weeks, trying to rally people around something. 
because they really have nothing else to rally around. So now they got to rally around, you know, again, abortion, murder, and hope that that's enough to make people forget about everything else and drive them to vote in the hopes that they can retain the House and the Senate and hopefully continue to do more damage to our people. Uh, <laughs> talking about using the tools against the people, that would be the way to do it. And the media goes along with that. Now, again, you've got to remember, if there was a different administration in play, something that was more um, free thinking, something that was more about putting the power back into Americans' hands, uh, they would have a totally different narrative. And they'd be talking about these horrible policies. They would be blowing the whistle and reading the riot act. You know damn well if this happened on President Trump's watch, you know the media would have cut him a new one. They'd have been all over this story, people. And that's all part of the dumb and down that we're experiencing here. Uh, so I also tell you about the strategic reserve that the administration just uh, inside of three weeks before the election, they're unleashing another uh, uh, 15 million barrels uh, to complete the 180 million they've stolen from the petroleum reserves uh, that are for really wartime and for some sort of a crisis. The only crisis now is their jackass policies that have done nothing for any of us. Well, that's the only problem we're dealing with now. We see the uh, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, uh, rallying up uh, high, real big numbers. Uh, even things like cereal, uh, basics, chicken, things like that. Milk, eggs you can't even hardly get. But these are things people are really having massive problems with and not able to get. Uh, so... Now, top of this, the Hill says uh, Biden's approval rating. Uh, they hover near its lowest point ahead of the midterms. Uh, so some polls have him in the high 30s. Uh, some may be close to maybe 40 if he's lucky. Uh, but uh, we've never seen anybody win anything with this. You do not pass go. You don't collect $200. You don't get anywhere with numbers like this. Uh, they know this is going to have a devastating impact on the midterm elections. Again, for me, it's not just squeaking by with a small victory. We need a massive tsunami that it's an American wave that Americans have raised up uh, and not been dumbed down and that we've relied on our independents and moderates and other thinkers and even Democrats in that party who recognize the danger and bridge the gap so that there is a loud outcry. And that's what I hope, that it really gets their attention. It's such a camp. It's such a campaign, such an election that it gets the globalist attention and they recognize and say, oh, my golly, we just know this is not the time to move America from their freedom and their constitutional rights, uh, that we have awoken them. <laughs> let's hope. Let's pray, people. You know, let's hope. Uh, so those ratings in those polls are pretty bad. They're using Roe v. Wade as some sort of a mechanism uh, to try to do something. Uh, Jeff Bezos now comes out, and he's the latest now in a, loose, in a group of people to warn on the economy. He says, and I quote his words, it's time to batten down the hatches. It's almost like I was going to say it's time to get involved and get loud. Well, surely it is, people. But he says it's time to batten down the hatches. And then after that, I would say it's time to get involved and get loud. Now you see why that's the rallying call here on the voice of a nation at America Out Loud. So Jeff, the Amazon founder, he says we're in trouble. He said, yep, the the, the probabilities in this economy tell you to batten down the hatches. Hmm. 
And what's remarkable is here's a guy who should be smarter. He's smart, all right, but he should have been smarter not to, uh, you know, to do this, what he's done here and lead people off the wrong way and support any policies that are reckless in the way they have an administration who puts that out there. I mean, why can't you still be a Democrat today and have good fiscal policy? Well, you can. But you, you have to change the narrative. And they're not doing that. And that's why I encourage Jeff Bezos to come back and be sensible and speak openly more about this and damn the current administration. But more than that, damn the policies that they put out there with. They remember Elon Musk just recently. He got everybody's attention when he said, I have a super bad feeling about the economic outlook right now. And he was teeing up for a whole boatload of layoffs at Tesla. I mean, there's a whole host of these cats that have come out now and made claims to this point that are not good. Not good at all. Uh, and, you know, been following all of these cats. And, and Jamie Dimon, the uh, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO, says, hey, it's a warning of troubles ahead. He, he, he was just saying that the situation is very, very serious. Those are his words, not mine. Two varies. He's not just serious, not just very serious, but very, very serious. That's the CEO of Chase, largest bank of the nation, Jamie Dimon. Warning of troubles ahead. Yeah, and it ain't River City, my friends. It's called America. That's where the troubles ahead are, and that's the price we're paying for what's taking place. So my, my message today is an important one. We are in economic free fall. But we're at a very, very uh, gentle uh, point of our nation, a very troubled moment. And the dumb and down of our nation is in full daylight right now. And the media have played to this narrative. And the administration is trying to bait and switch abortion as some sort of a major campaign narrative. Their policies have been only effective as far as the demise of our nation and the unsettlement of millions of Americans who will not afford to be able to have a Christmas this year. Think about that or anything else. So that's the wake-up call right now, friends, that I need your help in. It's the wake-up call of getting people to pay attention and to push back against these Marxist policies. That's where we're at. That's the message. I need your help to get involved, get loud, to ring, ring, ring those bells loud, clear the message, drive a bigger message. There are things happening in our great land that are deeply, deeply concerning. And we see it right here. And it's not just about one election. It's about a whole lot more than that, friends. I put out a message today I hope you'll take to heart and you'll move the ball forward in your life. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. America.